Hello, everyone. Uh, it is my pleasure to, uh, in, to welcome you all to the first of a series of interviews that um, I will be conducting for the Association for the Study of the Cuban Economy uh, as we prepare to host our first ever virtual conference this coming August. And the purpose of these interviews is, to, is for our, um, our audience to get to know some of the key members of our board and some of the uh, key stakeholders who, will, who have been involved in the uh, organization of the conference, uh, many of whom will be presenting as well. So maybe we can get a sneak peek at uh, what they will be talking about with us. Um, just by way of background, I, I wanted to note that the Association for the Study of the, of the Cuban Economy usually holds its annual conference in late July. This year, of course, and, and I, you don't need me to tell you this, but this year, of course, the COVID pandemic made that impossible. And in this place, we've been in its place, we've been working hard um, to offer people interested in contemporary issues uh, for the, uh, the study of the Cuban society, politics, economy, and law, an accessible and alternative program. And to that end, what we've, what we've chosen to do was to develop a six-panel program over the three days which we had originally reserved for our conference, and that will be from 13 to 15 August of this year. Um, and we will offer six panels over those three days. Those panels include the Cuban economy and prospects after COVID-19. The second is Cuba-Venezuela relationship. Uh, the third is Destrabando the Cuban economy and assessment of reforms and the road ahead. And the fourth is a roundtable on the developments in moving beyond Cuba's dual currency system. In addition to that, um, we are delighted this year uh, to have as our Carlos Diaz Alejandro lecture series speaker, Alejandro de la Fuente from Harvard University, who will speak to racism with equality. This is the name of his uh, presentation, Racism with Equality, Measuring Racial Inequality in Cuba uh, between 1980 and 2010. Uh, the last thing we will do, of course, is we will continue our tradition of highlighting the work of undergraduate and graduate students. They are our lifeblood uh, for the continuation of our, of our study and uh, interrogation of, of all things Cuba, right? And as in prior years, but this time virtually, uh, a, uh, ASCII will present a panel of the winners of the student paper competition. Um, with that, um, I will invite you um, if, uh, if you go to our website uh, to take a look at our Save the Date, uh, there will be uh, registration information. Registration will be free, uh, but registration is required. Uh, we have limited spaces available, so please uh, uh, register. Uh, you don't have to go to all six over three days. You can go to the ones that interest you. The program and other information will be up as well. All right, with that, it is my pleasure to start um, the series of interviews. And what, what we're going to do first is speak to key members of the, um, the Association for the Study of the Cuban Economy Board who've been instrumental in putting the program together and who are themselves intimately um, familiar with various aspects of uh, the Cuban economy, society, etc. And I take great pleasure this time in introducing, I think, our newest uh, board member, uh, Frank Carlos Martinez, 
who studied macro and microeconomic theory, advanced econometrics, ooh, I wish I could do that, advanced econometrics, international trade and finance, and the analysis of financial statements and other subjects at the University of Havana. There he participated as an ambassador student at the Model UN and for three terms at the International Summer School Conference in Economics and Management organized by the University of Humboldt uh, organized by Humboldt University in Berlin and the University of Havana. In 2015, he graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Economics. It was a five-year program uh, after writing a thesis entitled Modeling Client Satisfaction, the Tropicana Case. Uh, he was awarded, I'd really like to see that myself. He was awarded a 2015 Summer Graduate uh, Fellowship at Georgetown University in Washington. Uh, when he first came to the United States, and currently he's a, in a master, he's a master's degree candidate in international relations at the University of Rhode Island, and is serving his very first term, as I mentioned before, uh, on ASCII's board um, uh, uh, through uh, 2020. And I think with that long introduction and that long windup, you all are done with me, and it is time to get to the the meat of our interviews. Um, so, Frank. Welcome, um, and I'll start you off with a question, although please feel free to, to uh, introduce this any way you like. You are driving this. Um, um, you are an economist and the youngest board member of, of ASCII. So tell me how you got to ASCII. Thank you, Larry. I met one ASCII member in Washington, D.C. while I was studying at Georgetown University as a James Madison Fellow. He invited me to attend the conference that year that is, was held in Miami. I became a member of the Association for the Study of the Cuban Economy, where I was gradually promoted from observer to program co-chair, ultimately being elected the youngest member of this board of directors. Coming to ASCII has allowed me to interact with other professionals, businessmen, and academics who have become my friends and advisors. In collaboration with the president and ASCII board, I have been been developing and um, executing projects to increase the participations by young professionals and students, consistent with the ASCII vision and strategy, including different event promotion activities and public relations. Wow, all of that sounds really cool. So what has been the most interesting thing you've learned since you've been uh, brought into the, the ASCII mold, something about Cuba that you might not have known before? Well, a lot of history that I have been learning is comparing different perspectives from what I learned when I was living there and what I started learning when I came here. So the comparison between the, the two countries have been really excited and learning from different economists and academics here in the States have been a learning process and continued learning process. Uh, okay, so you have to tell me, who do you, who do you learn more from? Do you learn more from the policymakers or from the economists? I learned from everybody. I, I'm eager to, to continue learning, to open my mind to different perspectives. Ah, uh, he's a politician. I would have an answer. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for letting me play a little bit with you. So let me ask you, tell, me, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, most people understand Cuba kind of as this, as a series of sound bites that are used to manage public opinion. 
Uh, people rarely meet Cubans, and then Cubans are usually expected to act in particular ways to satisfy uh, what people have been pre-fed. So it's always nice to, to talk to someone who's, uh, who's come from the island. So just a little bit about yourself growing up and, and who you are and where you are and how you're here. Yes, thank you. Uh, you mentioned some of, uh, of the things uh, about me in the introduction. Well, I graduated from the University of Havana with a degree in economics. Uh, I love uh, extracurricular activities. So outside of the classroom, I was participating in different activities that led me to a global perspective. During my years in college, I attend different debates, lectures, and public seminars and global, in global economy and political issues. I participate in the International Model Union Nations, a simulation of the organization system of the Union Nations, where I represented the ambassador of the Republic of Slovakia with their help over the diplomatic mission. I learned about the Slovak culture, foreign and domestic policies, economy, and society in order to debate and create treaties within committees. This helped me to develop negotiation and diplomatic skills that have given me an insight of the UN and global affairs. In addition, I was invited, as you mentioned, to three versions of the International Summer School and Conference in Economics and Management. This program included different courses and lectures by professors from the University of Humboldt in Berlin and the German Institute of Economic Research and other universities. Uh, currently, I'm a master's degree candidate in international relations with a concentration in diplomacy at the University of Rhode Island, where I will learn in the intricacies of diplomacy and I will gain the opportunity to build networks that are necessary to participate in a diplomatic corps. Um, okay. Interesting, interesting. So, how different was Slovakia from Cuba? Oh, why? Well, quite different. Uh, uh, Europe, uh, Slovakia is a member of the European Union. Um, Cuba, we are tiny, tiny archipelago in the Caribbean. So learning about about the country, all all the political issues, economic issues, meet with the with the diplomats and the embassy was really interesting and. I was pretty fun because the first time that I meet the diplomat, I introduced myself to speaking the few words that I know in Slovak, and I was impressed. He say, "Whoa, oh, you a Cuban like in, in the Americas are speaking a Slovak?" Where anybody, it's really interesting to learn so much. I said, "Well, I'm I'm really happy to to represent your country in in the UN and the model of students." Um, I'm, I'm really trying to learn as much as I can, even trying to learn different words from your language. And what they was really excited and they support my, my uh, <laughs> this adventure at the UN. Okay, so where do you grow up before you went to university? I mean, you, officially your life started when you walked through the, the doors of the, uh, the law school, which is actually quite pretty, the law school of the University of Havana. But I'm actually curious what happened, what your life was before then. Well, before that, I lived for 20 years in, a, in my hometown called Astunas. It's in the east of the country, around 500 miles from Havana. I, I grew there with my family. Um, I studied accountant. Yes. Whoa, I how big? Whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast. How big is Las Tunas? Um, half a population of half a million inhabitants. Oh, OK. And for giving a comparison, it's the double of size of the state of Rhode Island where I'm currently living. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 
All right, so you, you did not set foot in Havana for a long time or that you could remember. You grew up way out um, in the east. Right. I used to go to Havana just to visit my family every year for the summer until I went to college and studied there. All right. How did you get to Havana from Las Tunas? Well, I decided to study in No, 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 no. The, the question is, is crazier. Did you drive? Did you take a bus? Was there oh. a train? Yeah, so sometimes I flew. We have a um, 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 small airport in my hometown. That, oh, okay. Uh, so I used to flew uh, from my hometown to Havana uh, during the academic year. Sometimes I take the bus. It depends. Yeah, but that was usually the, the way that I go back and forth. Which did you like better? I'm fine because it's faster, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the, the reason I ask, I mean, the, the questions aren't random. Sometimes I've, I've discovered that one learns more about one's country when one is forced, especially if one doesn't live in the metropolis, than when one is forced to take slow transportation and when one, then when one goes, you know, very quickly. And also that, that perhaps one gets a very different perspective on one's own country if one starts out way off in the periphery than if one starts off in the, the kind of quote unquote uh, social, cultural and, and political center of the state. So I was curious, you know, a Las Tunas boy uh, eventually going to the big city to Havana, um, you know, how that, how you were able, was there adjustment? Was there difference? Is there a, a sense of distinctness between the Havana uh, Cuban and the Eastern Cuban and those kinds of things? I think not at all. I think it was a smooth transition because I used to visit uh, the capital all the time. And I'm a person that I really adapt pretty well um, fast to to different change of environment, um, different change of some circumstances. Um, I'm always open mind, open to read, open to enjoy where I'm living, uh, all the people and friends that I could meet while I was there. All right, all right. So pursuing that question a little bit, I was wondering if you can, uh, if you can share a little bit your thoughts about uh, the extent to which your Cuban roots helped you in, in the path that, that you've taken or that you've chosen for yourself. Yeah, so I have lived in two opposite countries, Cuba and the United States. I have demonstrated perseverance required to settle in a new environment, which has helped have deepened my understanding of different cultures and improved my language skills. I'm still working on it. And mediating between different cultures and languages have given me valuable insight into how international relations are practiced and how different nations, foreign policies can affect international business transactions. My experience has taught me how to think about cultural differences and how to communicate them to others, which will be very useful for the degree when I come to study diplomacy as subject. I particularly look forward to given my career ambitions, but as I comment recently to a friend, I have so much to learn. Well, there is a, a very strong diplomatic tradition within Cuba. Uh, Cuba has managed, at least in the diplomatic sphere, to punch well above its weight uh, for the last 60 or 70 years. So um, you do come from a, a, a very strong tradition. It'll be interesting to see how that all uh, works out for you. Well, um, it's one a great example. He was a diplomat. He was uh, in New York, served as the consulate for different Latin American countries. 
Um, world diplomats have changed the world all around, and today we still have a different examples of what diplomacy is able to do. My dream job would be work for the Union Nations or the State Department in the future for any international nonprofit organization. Let's see. Ah, ah, okay. All right, they, that will be very interesting, especially now that, that we live in a, a time of some turmoil uh, in international organizations. It, it will be, we, you know, we may well need to revisit these things with, um, with fresh perspectives. So let me turn a little bit to your family. How's your family been about your um, pursuing your dreams? Have they been supportive? How, have they, how has that been? You, you've moved from an island where family is important and relatively close. You're now here. Uh, much of your family is still there. How has that been? Um, how have you been navigating through that? Well, um, my family is really support me in all my endeavors every time. And I'm really uh, proud of them. Uh, since I was a child, I always admired my family members, especially their desire to help and care for people of all ages and different cultures in countries like San Tome and Prince, like Angola, Haiti, Venezuela. They are health professionals for different fields. I was impressed by their role in healthcare for those of families, even exposing themselves to worse situations, natural and epidemiological phenomena. Their humanitarian work have largely influenced my desires to study international relations. Ah, okay. Have you gone with your uh, parents to some of these countries, Angola, Satome, Venezuela? No, um, unfortunately, but I grew up going all the time to the hospital and visit them and see them in actions is something that I really loved when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Were, uh, were they in the polyclinicas or were they in the hospital propers? Well, it's in the hospital. Ah, 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 okay. And yet you didn't want to become a doctor. I love medicine. I, I, I know a lot about medicine, but I think I changed a little bit more. Um, my perspective at the beginning, I studied accounting because I enjoy the numbers. If I give you a fun fact, when I was in third grade, I started reading the newspapers and read about international issues, uh, what was uh, the value of, the, of different uh, metals, like the value of, of, the, of gold or of or what was the, the stock market? Like I, I just learned to read like one year before, but I, I always was interested in international issues, even when I was growing in a family full of healthcare professionals. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. You're still following the value of gold <laughs> and commodities? Sometimes. <laughs> oh, it's way too depressing for me. <laughs> So let me ask you just to, to, to wrap it up. You've been very patient with me, um, and, and I appreciate that. Um, so what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I have a deep appreciation for culture and history in general. Whenever I can, I try to visit museums as well as attend classical ballet performances, orchestra presentations, reading by authors, and other expression of creative activities. Ah, ah, okay. All right. Um, well, let me ask you a, uh, a related sort of question. Um, will you be applying any of these readings uh, to our work in the conference? I, I've, of course, uh, 
dear listeners, I, I cannot help but plug our virtual conference, and, and so please forgive me. Well, I have been I enjoy all the past ASCII conference that I've been attending. I read some of the papers submitted there, and I've been working with some of the uh, academics in their presentations. I enjoy reading different pair papers related with Q1. For sure, I will try to to continue doing it and contribute more for the development of this new conference that for the first time will be in a new setting that I hope you all enjoy. All right, well, let me ask you, for this coming conference, what, um, how will you be um, uh, participating? Well, I'm like backstage helping in the organization with everything, trying to develop in new ideas, in the creation of different posters, uh, like handling the website, uh, different, different features that we want to try to prove. Uh, the pay, PayPal, like processing the payments, like different things that some people don't even notice what is happening, but it's a huge team working behind the scene. And I'm part of this big team that is the ASCII board. And I'm so happy and proud of them. Right, but you're also doing one other critically important thing. And, and, and I have to take the opportunity to plug you for this, right? Um, Frank is going to be uh, one of our moderators. As um, for those of you who have who are new to our virtual format, we will be inviting uh, questions both before the um, the panel presentations. We will have all the information up on our websites, but also during. And Frank will be moderating, putting the questions together, sorting them through, and then uh, sending them off. So. Um, that is a critically important job, and hopefully our aim is, and this is a heavy burden on Frank, our aim is to make sure that we can um, both receive and acknowledge all the questions that are going to be asked during the conference and then to provide an answer, if not uh, at the time of the conference itself, uh, at some point afterwards. Um, well, it's now time to wrap it up. Would you like to add anything else before we close? Thank you so much for inviting me, and I will be really happy to see all the old members and new members, especially college students and grad students like me that are interested in continue uh, like searching for new questions and answers related with the Cuban economy. Okay, and if any of you have questions about joining the uh, the Association for the Study of the Cuban Economy, uh, and uh, you want to ask, and you're um, uh, Frank is more than happy to answer questions, especially um, uh, grad students, young academics, or people who have uh, just started out. Um, and we'll be more than happy to talk about the role and the, the space and the openness of the community. So again, Frank, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to get to know you a little better. And I look forward to working with you and to seeing, I'll see you, but most of you will not. I will see you behind the scenes at the conference in August. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. All right, bye now.